Oh, the awareness thing is, is the, the, the main, you, you, you will never proactively improve something that you aren't aware needs improving based on your own choice. Right. And I think it all comes down to choice. I don't think anyone should improve because they're supposed to. I think they should improve because they want to. Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast. Hosted by my man, Audley Stevenson, the odd man. He'll unpack wisdom and insights from a cross-section of top quality performers in business, media, sports, entertainment, and lifestyle to uncover key elements to help you live your best audacious life ever. So without further ado, here is the odd man. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast. I'm Audley Stevenson, and I want to thank you for being here on our journey of helping others live their best audacious lives ever. And of course, you're doing it on the most audacious podcast you will find on the internet. So thank you. Thank you for being here. You can connect with us through our social media channels, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find us all there. Also on uh, uh, YouTube, right? You subscribe to our channel. You can be a part of our community in that regard. Uh, So please like, follow, subscribe, share, tell a friend, and let's keep this audacious conversation going and going and going. I mean, you guys are what makes it so special, and uh, so I thank you for that. And and I'm going to keep doing my part. Now, uh, we're going to focus this episode of the podcast on getting better, or more specifically, the process of getting better. I mean, after all, episode 97 is called The Pursuit of Getting Better, and Alan Lazaros, who's a co-founder of Next Level University, is today's guest, and he'll share his philosophy on what getting better means. You know, regular listeners of the podcast may remember hearing about Next Level University from one of our previous guests, Kevin Kevin Palmieri, uh, who is a co-partner of Alan's and so great to have Kevin on Alan's here and you know Alan actually gave some good perspective and he shares a life-changing experience that served uh, the impetus to cause him to rethink the way he's lived his life and looked at his own ways and how he could improve and start with and it really starts with himself and so it's a really really good chat that I think all of you will walk away and get some sort of lesson again talking about getting better it's an important chat and so without any further ado Here's my conversation with Alan Lazaro. Enjoy. Um, so, I mean, look, I, first off, appreciate you uh, being here, joining me on the Audacious Living podcast. Um, you know, we spend just a lot of time uh, sort of talking about the things that the little, oftentimes there's the little things that we can do in life uh, that are maybe considered audacious by some. A bold, if you will, taking a risk, maybe another sometimes would view that way. But in the end, all of these things can contribute to a better life for us in the end. So, um, you know, this that's our jam here, if you will. And knowing the journey you've had, 800 plus episodes of pod, you know, with your podcast, you and you and Kevin, uh, that's pretty awesome. I was actually, so when Kevin was here, we talked a lot about that, how, how, how that, how fun that journey must have been for you guys. <laughs> Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a wild ride for sure. F- coming up on five years now, and 
we've met people all over the world. I think that's the coolest part is just meeting so many cool people from so many different cultures and countries. Um, and just, you learn so much right. because there's so much diversity in human beings, but there's also so much similarity and right. understanding the nuances between those two has been, has been really powerful. That, that, that to me has always been the biggest eye opener, if you will, as far as a part as we think we are sometimes, how, how actually closer we truly, truly are, particularly in this realm of human behavior and, and how we respond to things like adversity and challenges in life. Um, I, I wonder if, if there are any sort of examples that you see where you, where you had an eye opening moment, where you're like, oh my gosh, like this is real for all of us at the same time. The first one that comes to mind is sort of the left and right brain thing. So masculine and feminine, yin and yang, I, I aspire to be very, very well-rounded. So I think of it as physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, those four facets. And I, I value all of them equally, but not all of us are naturally inclined in all four of them. So for me, my natural inclination as a computer engineer was definitely the mental, the, the logical, rational, strategic structured that that's very much my, my strength. Fortunately, I've been able to really, um, round out those edges with some of the more right-brained, creative, intuitive, warm, loving yeah. side of things. Um, but what I have found is that everyone has one, we're all righty or lefty. Yeah. That, that's basically what it comes down to. You've got your right brain, which again is, is warmth, you know, creativity, intuition, yeah. um, relationship between things. And then left is structure, discipline, you know, um, statistical understanding, math, logic, rationality, and everybody's righty or lefty. Many people are ambidextrous, but you always have a stronger, a stronger arm. Yeah. You have a dominant. And I think it, it's fascinating to me that no matter what cultural background or what country I have 20 clients at this point, and it's my job to study my clients so that I can help unlock their potential in their business and in their life. And no matter what your country or your culture, you're always righty or lefty. And then usually, and this, this is one more thing I'll say as well, every single strength comes with a weakness. That's another thing that I've found that's really, really powerful is every strength comes with a, another side to that sort of like, oh, okay. So confidence is a huge strength, sure. but arrogance is the weakness that comes with it. Right. So oh. you You've got to be very hyper-conscious, very aware of, okay, this is definitely a strength of mine, but what's the weakness that it comes with? Right, right, right. And, and that weakness, oftentimes, it, that's what they define as that fine line, right? Where you can right. easily kind of cross over if you're not careful, or at least aware of it. You've got to be aware of it. And that's the thing. A lot of people... Um, it, it, it's it's interesting because when you lean into one strength, it makes the fine line even more difficult to walk. Yes, yes. Right? And so it's it's that's what I've found. Um, we all have inherent strengths based on our nature and our nurture, and they all come with inherent weaknesses. I think we are all warnings and examples, you know? And I think for your viewers and listeners, wh where are you a warning? Yes. And where are you an example? And then what can you do about that? Lean into where you're an example and then mitigate where you're a warning. And it's a constant infinite game that we're all playing. And, and, and then in this world that we play in this world of self-development and self-improvement, you know, we want people to lean into the warnings, right? And try and get better and how to, to, to uh, you know, attack things head on, if you will, and, and, and improve in these areas that we kind of tend to shy away from, right? Is that fair to say? 
Yeah. So what, what I think is fascinating about the self-improvement is that what can happen is you overly look at the um, stuff that's not fixed yet or not perfect yet or, or not improved yet. So improvement is predicated on a presupposition that something needs to improve. So you're not going to improve on something that you don't first go, you know what, this isn't to the level or to the standard that I think it should be. And when you're in the self-improvement industry, a lot of times that can be dangerous because if you go too deep down the rabbit hole of these are all the things that I'm bad at, these are all the things that I wish would improve, you can fall guilty to not being grateful for the strengths that you do have. And so, but then there's the other side of it, which is what we refer to on our show as toxic positivity, which is like this idea that everything's just going to work out and that everyone's great and that, that it doesn't take any work to be great. And so it's, again, it's that fine line. And, and interestingly enough, this conversation's already going to an interesting place. I think that life is the dance between two extremes in everything. And I don't think that it's like some people say, all you should do is work mission, mission, mission. And then some people, you know, no, you rest, relax, no big deal. It's all going to work out. Honestly, it's, it totally depends on the individual. Some people are very good at working, not so good at R&R. Yeah. Other, other people, Hey, way too good at R and R. Right. You know? Um, so I think that's another, yeah. Right. <laughs> Guilty. Uh, well, 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 but I think and a lot of it goes back and we sort of touched on it a little bit, but that, that, that awareness thing, right. When we have an awareness of self, that sort of frames everything. And so even, cause there's some people who may recognize that they're good at one or the other. And that's why they lean one side or the other, but, those individuals also know that when there's opportunities to improve, they'll take them. But that's because they have that awareness there versus someone who's got no idea, no clue, is living life, happy what they're doing, and they think everything is great. So I think the awareness thing, it kind of goes back to that. But I think the awareness thing is a big part of all this. Uh, the awareness thing is is the yeah. the, the main you, you, you will never proactively improve something that you aren't aware needs improving based right. on your own choice. Right. And I think it all comes down to choice. I don't think anyone should improve because they're supposed to. I think they should improve because they want to. Yes. Um, and I think that that's kind of my main thing is like everything is a choice. Yes. So what you say, think, do, feel, and believe is a choice. And more importantly, the other side of that coin, what you choose not to say, what you, you choose not to do. Right. What you choose not to believe, right? right? Those are all choices too. The only question is whether or not you're making them consciously and you're staying aligned with, you know, your uniqueness. Gotcha. Yeah. That's a big one. The uniqueness piece. And cause that, that, I mean, that, that, that goes down a whole path of authenticity and, you know, being true to yourself and these sorts of things. And we're going to circle back to that in a second, but I want to actually go a little, let's, let's get into your story a little bit because talk to Kevin, your partner, uh, your podcast tag mate, and uh, we, we certainly heard his story and, and what got him to his journey. And, and, you know, part of that journey is when you and he connected. And yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd love to sort of hear where you were at prior to that and then where, where things went after that for you guys. Yeah, so uh, I'll try to be short about this. Um, but basically, it all starts from the very, very beginning. And I, I just turned 33 on no, in mid-November, November 17th. And my girlfriend asked me an awesome question. She always does. She said, what are you going to do differently in your 33rd year? You know, awesome. And I'm like, hmm. And I ended up eventually coming back with an answer, which is I'm not going to go outside of alignment anymore. 
Like I'm just the, the person's places, things and ideas that are not in alignment. I'm just going to say no. Yep. Right. And so for me, you know, uh, number one is coaching and consulting. Number two is speaking and training. Number three is podcasting. And this is one of those things, right? Otherwise I wouldn't be doing it. Right. So that at 33 years of age, that's what I, I'm going to do. But at the very beginning of my life, and I've reflected on this a lot recently. So when I tell this story, I now understand it at a deeper level than I used to, obviously. Mm -hmm. I'm born and at two years old, so my father passes away in a car accident when he's 28. Wow. So definitely not a stranger to adversity right out of the gate. Had a stepdad from three to 14. Mm -hmm. Stepdad left at 14. I remember this vividly when I was seven years old, my mom sat me down. She always explained things to me. She said, Alan, you can be a CEO or you can be a farmer. I'm going to love you either way. Yeah. Super important. She said, but if you decide to aim high and be a CEO, you can just wake up one day and decide to be a farmer. It doesn't necessarily work the other way around. Right. And again, now in hindsight, I've dug deeper. When my father passed away, she was a stay-at-home mom with two kids. And so she probably wishes she had aimed a little higher so that she would have choices. She said, Alan, life is about choices. Aim high and you'll have choices. And that is still to this day, the best lesson I've ever got. Uh, so so uh, sorry to interject here, but uh, to get that lesson at an early age is tremendous. But what I'm most curious about is did you hear it at that time? So I, I, I think, so I heard it, which actually led me down an interesting path. Um, I aimed very, very high. And, but what I didn't do is what I now do, which is optimized for fulfillment. And we can get into that. That's the name of my book. But basically um, I did, I aimed high. So she said, Alan, I'm going to take a chance on you. I'm about to go into eighth grade. So at this point I am, I think 13 years old. She said, Alan, I'm going to let you take eighth grade off. You still have to go to school legally, but you don't have to try. Up to this point, I was pretty much straight A's, maybe a couple of B's. If you look at eighth grade, C's and D's and maybe a couple of B's, no A's. Okay. She said, but you have to promise me to get the president's award in high school. So the president's award in high school was you have to get a 95 or above out of 100 GPA okay. for every report card for all of high school. Yep. And you can't miss a single time. And so I, I have a, a plaque behind me signed by George Bush. So I did end up getting that. And I went to my dream school, Worcester Polytechnic Institute. It's like a mini MIT computer engineer. I wanted to be a fortune 50 CEO, like my hero, Steve jobs. So I definitely aimed high. Okay. So I, yes, I heard her. Here's what I didn't do though. I wasn't really following the inner compass as much as I would have liked in hindsight. And okay. so when I was 26, um, at this point I had started a tech company. Um, I had job hopped a bunch in corporate at this point, I'm in my early twenties or uh, mid twenties. I'm 26 at the time. And I had already worked at a bunch of different companies like iRobot, Tyco Safety Products, um, Oz Development. I was living in LA for a time. I, I had job hopped a lot, soul searched yeah. a lot. Yeah. And I'm up in New Hampshire, my little cousin. And it's that really, really, really bad winter where I think it was 2015. And the signs were covered by the snowbanks okay. in, in New Hampshire. There was a yield sign that was covered. I was supposed to yield and didn't. I ended up on the wrong side of the road at this three-way intersection. And I thought what was in front of me was a Mack truck. Turns out it was a lift-kitted pickup truck. And fortunately, I was driving a 2004 Volkswagen Passat, which is, I used to call this thing the tank. It was a German engineer, yes. steel trap of a car. Yeah. Luckily, yeah, yeah. love that car. That car saved my life. Genuinely, wow. genuinely. Wow. Uh, both airbags did deploy, luckily. Uh, my cousin's okay. I uh, hurt his knee on the airbag. I hurt my face in the airbag, but I was messed up. Uh, physically, I was okay. Yeah. 
sure. but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually mm. very rattled. Because remember, yeah. my father passed away in a car accident. Yeah. He was 28. I'm 26 at the time. And so I'm like questioning everything. Yes. Now I live by this quote now, and I'll give it to your listeners. It's, it's super simple, but super profound. You can't see the stars during the day. They are always there, but sometimes it takes the darkness to see clearly that which you simply could not within the light. Now I saw two stars in that emotional pain, spiritual pain, mental pain. I saw two stars that I'd never seen before. I had all this regret of like, what if that was it? Would I have mattered? Would I, would I have been proud of the man I became? Would my dad be proud of the man I became? Was I proud of my choices? All this stuff. Two stars I had never seen before in that turmoil. First one was Tony Robbins' TED Talk. Okay. Uh, best TED Talk of all time, in my opinion. Unbelievable. Changed my life. Second one, and more importantly, is a book by a woman named Bronnie Ware. She's yeah. from Australia. It's called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. She worked with the terminally ill in hospice for eight years. And she heard the same regrets. I wish, I wish, I wish. And so to this day, I actually have gotten a chance to interview Bronnie on our show, which was so cool. This is like four years later, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, huge fanboy on that episode. It's, it's pretty embarrassing. Um, but anyways, so um, I have a flashcard in my pocket. It's actually right over there in my gym bag. Normally it's in my pocket um, with all five regrets of the dying. The number one regret of the dying is I wish I had lived a life true to myself and not what others expected of me. So to answer your question, which I appreciate, I did hear her and I started to just aim high and just chase external success. You know, I had the, I had the six figure salary. Well, well beyond that at this point, you know, I had the beautiful girlfriend. I had the corporate friends and the college friends and the high school friends and right. Life was great. Right. Right. Until the car accident. And then I realized, you know what, honestly, I need to make some shifts. And so now I went all in on my own self-improvement in alignment with my calling and, and rather than some esoteric thing, fulfillment is my now I use fulfillment and regret. Those are my guardrails. Okay. What do I regret? Okay. Maybe do a little less of that or not do that anymore. What fulfills me? Fulfillment is the soul's recognition of alignment with its highest calling, its yes. highest potential, its highest level of contribution. Yes. And that's why I'm writing the book, Optimizing for Fulfillment, because sure. that's the one thing I always needed. I, I always looked around and I got scared. People told me, they said, Alan, these are the best years of your life. And I said, God, I hope not, <laughs> you know, like in high school, it was brutal, right? It's like, right, right. I hope not. And, and that's not true. It's right. just not true. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, life has only gotten better, but that's because I've gotten better. And so that's kind of my message to everybody. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I love it. I think what happens is, you know, these instances that we go through, they, they do open our eyyes and, 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 you know, depending on sort of where you're at, whether you, know, you believe in this things were meant to be or not, you know, yeah, these things happen for a specific purpose, whether it's the eye, open up our eyes, help us see clearer, you know, that, 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 that be that darkness that allows us to see the stars, you know, whatever that is, it does serve a purpose. And oftentimes it really comes down to what you choose to do or how you choose to respond to these situations. And that guides you. hundred percent, hundred percent. It's, it's, what do you do when you're in the emotional pain? And this is something that I, um, I realize now having, you know, studied so many people and, and 
helped so many people. It's interesting because, you know, I'm about to surpass my thousandth coaching call. And I don't say that to brag. I say that because like, when you have that many calls with that many people, you just start to see, right? The one thing that I find fascinating is that adversity is your advantage, but only if you have self-belief. See, if you don't have self-belief, you're going to choose vice and escapes adversity. And that's what I used to think. Cause I used to think adversity is your advantage. I had tons of adversity in my childhood. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. I can't even talk about publicly, yeah, yeah. but I always came out better. Yes. It turns out it's because I had so much self-belief, which again, I owe my mom or maybe, you know, genetic, I don't know, but I just, I don't struggle with self-doubt often. And if I do, it's, it's for a short period of time. Yes. And then immediately it's, what's the solution? What do I do? Yes. Right. And after that car accident, it's no different. But what I realized is that if people don't have self-belief, in other words, the, 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 the belief in their own ability to create the future, their own brighter future, why wouldn't they escape into alcohol or escape into drugs or escape into Netflix yeah. or whatever? Yeah. And so adversity is only an advantage. And that's a good distinction if you have self-belief. Yeah. Otherwise, it actually is going to keep you stuck and, and you know, it's going to affect your self-esteem and things like that. So, so, so I, I oftentimes use the analogy of, you know, we're going on our path and there's a boulder that blocks our path and it's our job to find a way to get up over, around, through, underneath, however, because that boulder represents adversity and on the other side of adversity is where the greatness lies. But to your point, you've got to believe that. Yeah. You've got to believe that this is here as an impediment, but it's not going to stop me. Right. And getting on the other side is the goal. So that's, that's, that's kind of what I go back to. You've got to believe in your own ability to find that solution. Yes. Because yeah. if you don't, you will just stay that's right. stuck. And that's you right. won't know you're stuck and you won't be fulfilled, yeah. which will then create nihilism, which is hopelessness. Mm. Right? And so that's what, I, that's what I love about, you know, again, your show, right? Audacious. It, 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 it's this idea that you can take bold action and do awesome stuff. It, I love it. You know, we, we need more of that. And, yeah. and, and, and that's exactly what we do on our podcast too. It's like, you can get over the boulder yeah, or you can get under it or, or around it, or you can go through it yeah, or grow through it, yeah. but you have to believe that. Otherwise you won't even try, mm-hmm. which will prove that you're not worthy. That's so right. that's a self-fulfilling prophecy that just keeps yeah. you stuck. And I just don't, I don't want to see people uh, stuck. I hear you. I'm, I'm with you on that. So, so, so when did the pot, what triggered the podcast from your perspective? So, you know, Kevin is doing his thing. You guys connect. And, and this is at a time and we're, we're podcasts now. I mean, these days are like a business card. Everyone has one, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, they're they're just, yeah. You know, back then that it wasn't to the same degree. So where, where, where the, where'd the fuel come from to make this thing go? Uh, I really appreciate the question. You know, um, for me, originally, it was a podcast called Conversations Change Lives. And it was this idea that you could be a fly on the wall and listen. Because I looked at like um, some of the people in my life and I looked at how my life turned out versus them. And I was like, well, okay, what made the difference? I now understand that self-belief is a big part of it. But another thing that made the difference was just the rooms I was in. Right. right. I mean, I got exposure to so many incredible people at, at that tech school that I went to, WPI. And then I had so many incredible mentors and you know, I had heroes like Steve Jobs and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, deep conversations, contemplating life is really what made the difference for me. And so I wanted to give that to the world. 
Mm. And um, so it's called Conversations Change Lives, which, by the way, you asked me that original question at the beginning, and I completely <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> we, we went on a great path, so don't worry. Yeah, appreciate it. We came back. We came back. Thank you for keeping me on the rails. Um, but yeah, so it was called Conversations Change Lives. Be a yep. fly on the wall to, to great conversations and contemplate life. Kevin had a podcast called the Hyperconscious Podcast, which if you look up hyperconscious in, on Google, it's to be acutely aware. Right. And so both were to raise people's awareness so they could make better choices. Yep. He, uh, call it law of attraction, synchronicity, or just coincidence, whatever you believe in. Um, he had me on his show for the very first episode. I had him on my show for my very first episode. And then eventually we did this for like a while, like embarrassingly. So for like 15 episodes, we did welcome back to the conversations change lives meets hyperconscious podcast, which quite frankly is a terrible name. <laughs> um, um, but eventually we're just like, let's just go all in on one of these. Like, let's do this thing together. And um, now we're next level university. Now we're heard in over a hundred countries. Now we have hundreds of thousands of listens all over the world. And uh, he has, well over a dozen clients. I think he just surpassed 17. I have 20. It's just awesome. So um, again, back then, I feel like it was a platform that allowed me to do my craft, which was speaking, um, where I could consistently master speaking. And by the way, if anyone thinks I'm even remotely reasonable at speaking, trust me, it's just the reps. <laughs> I've just got thousands of reps. But, that, but, but to your point, though, that's exactly what it is. You know, we, we, don't, we don't just wake up and we boom, we've got it. Well, oftentimes is people don't see the work we're putting in behind the scenes or the early mornings or late nights or those extra practice sessions, right? I'm a basketball guy, you know, Kobe Bryant was practicing all hours of the night. The Michael Jordans, the greatest players, that's when they got better. So just want to, well, I want to throw that in there because I think it's relevant. I'm a huge basketball fan myself. Uh, Kobe Bryant's a huge hero of mine. Yeah. Um, that, that, that mentality of just become better every single day. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. And that's what, that's why we do an episode a day, by the way, is, is to ignite the compounding effect of 1% improvement per day over time. Um, and honestly, it's really like 0.01%, but it's, it eventually compounds. You can put that in a financial calculator and you can yep. see what happens. Yep. It's, it's wild. And um, <clears throat> to your point, a lot of people don't, they see Kobe Bryant hitting the three, in his fifth championship, but they don't see the thousands of other times he did that before. Right. And so right. it's so important to understand that. And honestly, someone asked me one time, they said, Alan, what does it mean to be next level? Cause our whole brand is built around that. Right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I said, honestly, the only answer I can give is who are you and what are you doing when no one's watching? That's it. That's it. Like, I'm telling you, I care more about that than I do this interview. I'm telling you like, I'm not perfect all the time, but I'll tell you what, I never shut off trying to get better. It doesn't shut off. It doesn't at all. And I think if it was, you know, we know that. So in, in this moment, you tried something, it, it didn't work out. That's not the end. Not the end. Take from that and you go, okay, all right, let me add to that. Let me try this. I mean, let me do it differently. I mean, you know, I, I don't like talking about failing because failing sounds so terrible, right? It yeah. sounds like a, a, you know, it's, it's not the be all end all. There's much more to not being successful in the moment. That's, that's my failure, not being successful in the moment, but right. success will come, but not in that moment. Not in that moment. Exactly. And, and we call it Jeffing. Okay. Um, sorry for any of the Jeffs out there. Um, one time Kevin showed up to the studio, quick story. And uh, he, he said, usually he says, I am here. 
Because, of course, by the way, our podcast started in my sister's old bedroom (laughs) and then my mother's basement. Right. And then we had the studio and now we have home offices. Right. So um, but so he used to show up and he used to say, I am here. His autocorrect said, I am Jeff. (laughs) And I said, I am also Jeff. (laughs) And then from then on, for some reason, Jeff is just an adjective for like everything. And so we call it Jeffing forward, like failing forward. We're out out here Jeffing. Yeah, you know, yeah, I love it. Um, and so even even right now, for your listeners and viewers, talk about failure. The, I'm using a brand new laptop that I got today. Yeah, this camera is kind of laggy. Yeah, with this new cam link that I'm using. Yeah, uh, here I am, 820 episodes in. Yeah, and I'm still out here jeffing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just the way yep. it is. And and the way I explain this because you're a basketball guy, I think you'll like this. Michael Jordan never had a perfect game. No, no. He just had better games than he used to have. That's right. Right. And there's no perfect game. There's no perfect podcast. There's no perfect relationship. There's no perfect business. There's just better businesses, better games, better relationships. There's just better. Yes. The pursuit of perfection is, is perfection's not real. Pursuit of better is absolutely everything, at least to me. And so that's my philosophy. That's attainable. It's, it's every day, every moment, every second, you know, the pursuit of being better because the piece in that, Alan, which I, I love is you can look back and say, okay, what was it that I did or didn't do? What could I have done or not done to change this outcome, to make the outcome better than I expected it to be? And, it's, and oftentimes it's well within our control. 100%. Hundred um, percent. I don't know if people. Sometimes it's painful when you look back. I, my so my two year yeah. anniversary was was last night. Amazing, yes. and um, thank you so much. Thank you, and uh, I I set up this whole night. It was amazing, and she created a slideshow of of all of the last two years, right? And so one of the first things when her and I first met, I, I hosted an event called Top Notch Live at the beginning of twenty twenty, January twenty fifth, twenty twenty, and this is before COVID. Okay. And she had a video of me on stage, right? This is two years ago. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good <laughs> compared to me now. Right. Right. It's yeah. good. Like, so what does good even mean, right? If you don't That's compare right. it to something else. And so, but here's, it's a lot better than me saying, wow, I used to be so good. Right. 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 And so that's the difference is if you're getting better, when you reflect on the past, just expect it to be a little bit like cringeworthy, yeah. but yeah. that's what should catalyze more growth. You know, um, it's very clear to me that I was scared. My mom was in the front of the audience and I was talking about fitness and I only had a half hour, but, and I would, I would crush that now in comparison, <clears throat> but that's the key. When you do reflect on the past, just expect it. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be uncomfortable. Well, I, I- so but he, he, here's the thing in this, Alan, and you can correct me if you think I'm wrong on this, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was someone in that audience, in that cringeworthy moment that you had, that walked away and said, wow, I learned something. Oh, my goodness. That was awesome. Or, or my insights have been raised. And, you know, you know, what that tells me is oftentimes we're our biggest critics and we have no idea the full impact we have on other people and we're beating up ourselves. I'm saying this because I've been there. So I know, right? Like I've been there. <laughs> you, you, I, I couldn't agree more. And and I, I know that that speech changed some lives. Right, right. And 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 the the other interesting thing is I wouldn't have gotten here if I didn't do that speech. That's right. 
So you just got to keep putting in the reps and putting in the reps and putting in the reps. And when you lose a game in the basketball analogy, it's not the end. It's just one loss. Now you get to go back, look at your report card and say, you know what? I just, I didn't dribble enough with my left or I didn't rebound. Well, I didn't box out or whatever. And again, whether it's basketball or tennis or podcasting or your intimate relationship or fitness, it's all that formula of like, try be imperfect because you're human reflect on that imperfection to try better. And that process rinses and repeats literally forever. Um, it's power, powerful. And the crazy thing about this is those differences that we talk about, they're often these little small things, the little small things that add up to make the difference. And so, you know, when we talk about getting better, it's, 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 you know, and, or we can call them habits, even, right? That's the other, you know, habits, these are small habits, these little small things, little small changes that makes the biggest difference and give us the performance of our lives. So really pay attention to our habits, really. Habits are one of my favorite words in the dictionary. Mm-hmm. Huge fan. Uh, we have a book club we do every week. We're actually reading Atomic Habits. Oh, yeah. James oh, Clear. It's right yeah. over there. Yeah. yeah. It's there, yeah. Um, yeah. Such a powerful book. If, yeah. if people haven't read it, it's so powerful. And, and I'm, I'm on his have... mailing list and I get it. And his, 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 his is awesome. The stuff he sends out. Oh, you're on his mailing list? Yeah. Yeah. James Clear. He's, he's, his writing is so like explicit and simple. Yeah. It's like, this is the way it is and you know it and I know it and like, let's do it or not. <laughs> right. It's like very choice is not yours. fluffy. Yeah. The choice is yours. I, I really, I enjoy James Clear's writing a lot. I, I think my writing is going to be very similar. I already feel like it kind of is the very first chapter of my book is like, listen, this book is not going to be a fun, enjoyable, fluffy read. Like mm-hmm. if you are someone who is not serious about maximizing their potential, this book is not for you. Yeah. You know, this book is for serious people who want to make a serious difference in the world. And that's where it has to start. I think, you know, as blunt as that is, I think that's where it really needs to start because you can't sort of sleepwalk your way through things. And it's, it's, it's not, that's our time here is short, man. Maximize all the time that we got. Got to, got to. And and it's, it's actually a filter on purpose, right? Because the type of people reading that book, it's either that, that first page, it's called dear reader it's, it's either going to scare you away or it's going to, you're the type of person who should have this book, you know? Um, so it's exciting. It's exciting. So amazing. So, so, you know, speaker, podcaster, author, were, were, were these things on the radar? Like, I mean, when you look at where you're at now, is this where the plan was taking you? Uh, early on? No. Uh, so early on, I wanted to be an engineer. You know, I was told engineers make a lot of money. Alan, you're really good at math. Right. So that's enough for a life decision. Right. Um, No, but uh, I did. I was computer engineering and then I got my MBA and then I went into tech um, and I also did some entrepreneurship. But no, it wasn't until after my car accident at 26 when I found Tony Robbins and Bronnie Ware that I realized that my ability to help people maximize their potential is like everyone has a Michael Jordan level talent, I think. Yeah. And, and for me, that is, that is my thing. We're actually creating um, software that, that helps people optimize their lives. Amazing. So optimizing individuals, teams, and businesses. Wow. And my book is called Optimizing for Fulfillment. So optimization is like, I mean, we literally have the word align, erudite, and optimization in our house. Like the words, like, yeah, big things. But 
the point here is no, I didn't know. I didn't know it unfolded as I lived in my calling. And I realized that I have an engineering mind, but the ability to communicate really effectively. And so I, when you compare, uh, combine those two strengths, it, it can be very, very powerful to help people. Uh, one thing that I didn't anticipate, I was tracking my habits seven years ago in these little notebooks back here. Okay. And now we have a system called peak performance tracking okay. and the entire 13 person next level university team, plus all of my 20 clients, plus many of our listeners are all tracking their habits on this little system called peak performance tracking. And it's like, it all started with me, like tracking my habits, Yeah, you know? And so big things start small, you know, at one point, Amazon only sold books. There you go. <laughs> you know, and now it's worth 800 billion. So, <laughs> and so when you track your habits, what are we talking about? Like every single thing you do or what, what does that look like? So it's called the daily dozen. Okay. Um, there's four habits under health four habits under wealth, four habits under love, obviously some wiggle room in there, but you want to keep it around a dozen. Some people have 15, some people have nine. Sure. Right. You have one KPI, which is basically like, what's the one thing you need to measure that's going to make the rest of your life proliferate. So for example, Kevin's KPI is listens. So are the listens increasing? We're winning. Good. Everything else wins when that's happening. Right. Uh, Are the listens not increasing? Uh Uh-oh, what's going on? What's up? Um, and then there's morning, afternoon, and evening, and it's basically just a spreadsheet that, that you put ones and zeros or 0.5. So I'll give you an example. Foam rolling and ROMWOD is one of my line items. Okay. Foam rolling or ROMWOD. ROMWOD is an app uh, for long form stretching. It's okay. like mobility. Okay. Right? okay. okay. And so if I do ROMWOD, but not foam rolling, I get a 0.5. Okay. If I do foam rolling, but not ROMWOD, I get a 0.5. If I do both, I get a one. If I do neither... tonight (laughs) yeah no i'm just kidding zero right Right. and then there's a a total productive output tpo is what we call it okay um where it's a percentage and it's you just it's just a scorecard it's a scorecard yeah Yeah. it it sounds like it gives a visual to to things and obviously being you know visual beings we respond sometimes a bit better to seeing the things that we should or shouldn't be doing you want to know the real cheat code to it what's that um it's it's uh, group. It's a group. So the next level university team, they all can see each other's numbers. Mm. Yeah. You ever seen someone like walking around with a Fitbit? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah in circles. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I'm it's telling account- you. It's, it's accountability piece. It's yeah. Account- it's, right? like, it's accountability. To one another and to yourself. And, and, and I've done that. Like I might, I got my Fitbit here and I'm like, Oh, I only got, you know, 16,000. I need four more thousand or whatever. Right? I mean, whatever it is, but it, it is it's an accountability piece. And when you got people in your team, they're all looking at one another, you know, it's like, okay, I got to do this now. Right. And so I get it. And it's powerful. Just like when you were on sports teams. Yeah. Right? Same deal, that accountability. And then the other piece of it too, I get on the phone with my clients biweekly every other week and I run a report. Uh, so Crystal, for example, she's on our team, 89% in November. I said, true or false, most consistent and successful month of your life. She said, true. I said, awesome. Why? Why? Yeah. Talk to me. Why? And give me the reasons why. Right. Because I want you to double down on it. That's right. Yeah. And so it's, it's awesome, man. It's really powerful. Yeah. Uh, um, I'd be remiss if we didn't touch on 800 podcasts. That's a big deal Um, for someone who um, uh, who's in that space and has been that space for a while. I understand the level of, of, of dedication, hard work. Uh, You know, it's, it's nothing to be taken lightly. So congratulations for that. Uh, Also at the same time, uh, as any true podcaster, 
you're always thinking about the, what's next, right? So as much as you're excited, yeah, yeah, 800, you're not, you know, it's, it doesn't stop there. You keep going, right? So um, I would imagine that's a little bit for you. For sure. Um, Consistency is our jam. One episode a day. Get get 0.1% better every single day. That's our thing. Uh, next level you. Uh, you know, there's a, the pun is intended, right? So there's a next level version of you. Yeah. And I really appreciate the kind words. Um, I say this and it's, I'm joking, but I'm also dead serious. Um, it's been 820 episodes, nothing short of brutal. I mean, just, just brutal. You, and you know, right. You're a podcaster. You don't just jump on the mic. And here's the thing too. People think, oh, they must be repurposed and they must be like crappy quality. No, we put, we put so much into every single one. Um, and, and it's really high quality. It, I'm so proud of it. Genuinely. So proud of it. No, it's, 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 it's something that, you know, when you get into, I'll tell you for myself, for example. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm a basketball guy, right? In fact, I, I, I work with a professional basketball league and when COVID, you know, pull the rug from all of us, I had nothing. Like I just kind of caught us all off guard. That thing I love doing was taken away from me. I had this void. I'm like, what do I do now sort of thing? I even felt myself going into little mini bouts of depression because it took me a while to figure out that this thing that I love was taken away from me and it wasn't replaced. Mm-hmm. And um, when I sort of figured that out, I mean, I had these days where I had these lethargic sort of feelings and didn't want to do much of anything. And when I landed on, oh, my thing was taken away. I'm like, all right, fine. Let's replace it with something else. And it, that's what, so that, that was a long story, what got me on this podcasting journey. And, and, and I really wanted to ensure that I you know, people have said, oh, you land audacious as a playoff with your name. or And it, it just it didn't happen that way. I really started to do a little dive into my own life, my world, and every major sort of success or accomplishment or any kind of victory I had, it was on the strength of me demonstrating some form of audaciousness. Like it just sort of came that way. I'm like, yeah, well, then this is what I want to talk about. And this is how I want to get there. And these are the kind of people I want to talk to about that. So it's really an interesting journey because what I started was very much about me. Right. It was filling my void, filling my need. But as time has gone on, it's like, what can I share with others? What can I how can I enhance? And, and, and you know, and I'm sure you, you, every so often you'll get a note or a, a car, a word of appreciation from a listener. And it blows your mind because the best. maybe in that moment when I was about to do that episode, I was feeling kind of tired. And I, didn't want to, I didn't feel like it. I wanted to put it off. Or maybe I just thought, ah, this isn't important. I did it anyways. And so when you get that kind of feedback, it's just, it is, as you said, it is the absolute best. It's the best. It's the best. It's what we really play for. I mean, um, I have a folder called my deepest why and it had, it started out literally like back at the very beginning of my journey, I was on Snapchat doing inspirational videos and stuff. Um, and I would get messages just saying, thank you so much. And any form of a thank you, basically anything that represents that I've positively impacted someone else's life and the feedback that I've gotten, whether it be a review or an email or a text or whatever, all of them are screenshotted. All of them are in a folder started out with like five or six, right now I've got thousands. It's like, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. And, 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 and what's great about that is, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad to, I, mean, I might, might do that myself. Sure. When you're good? having a tough day, all you got to do is read that. Well, well this is where I was going to go with it, right? Yeah. This is where I was going to go where, in that moment, because we all get there where we question, we're uncertain, we, we don't know, and we flip back to that. You're like, yeah, 
this is a reminder of why I do what I do. And this is why I know I can do what I do because these people have been impacted in some fashion or some form. Exactly. Exactly. hundred percent. I, I can't even tell you how much that folder has helped me stay consistent. That's one of my, one of my go-tos whenever I'm really having a hard time and I don't want to show up, you know? Yeah. 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 Alan, listen, man, th- th- this chat has been so awesome. I, I, I truly, truly mean it. I mean, it's, it's, I, lo- I love what you and Kevin do. Um, I love the intentionality about it. Um, you know, that 1% better every day kind of thing. And that, that, that says a lot about sort of where you're at in terms of your mindset and, and what you want to do with it. And I think that is to be commended hands down. Uh, so thank you for that. Thank you for being here. And again, I say thank you for being here, but when to get you back, when to get your book, we're going to talk about your book. I want to get you and Kevin back in and all three of us are going to shoot the breeze and have a blast. Uh, but I've enjoyed myself. And thank you, man, for, for hanging out with me today. Thank you for having me. Seriously, this is awesome. And uh, thank you for having so much uh, positive energy. I can tell you want to have positive energy and you want to put that positive energy into other people's lives. So yeah. hell yeah. But you also keep it real, which I like as well. So yeah, um, no, I appreciate that. No, listen, the, the, the positive energy is it's, it's, it's funny as much as I give it, it's, it's fuel to me as well. Right. <laughs> and, and it's a great reminder of, again, much like, you know, your, your folder, right. It's a great reminder of all the things I've done up until this point was because I, I operated in a certain way. And I and, and, and it's got nothing to do with my, my income or status and like that. It's my level. So you talk about your guardrails, right? You know, happiness and peace. That's where I float in between. That's where I want to be, right? And that's where I want to stay. And that, those are my lanes. And so everything I do, if it takes me outside, I'm like, hey, we got to revisit this. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. I, everyone needs those guardrails. That's awesome. Happiness and peace. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I, I would, I would, for, for, for our listeners, I want to catch up with you or, or, or learn more about you or follow you or listen to you speak or all, all the great offerings that you have. Where can we send them, Alan? Oh, Next Level University. That's the way to go. Uh, Next Level University. We also have a website called nextleveluniverse.com, which encapsulates everything we do. So yeah. Next Level University and Next Level Universe. Um, Next Level University is the podcast. Nextleveluniverse.com is the website. And uh, my contact information is on there nice. on both of those. And uh, you guys or gals can reach out literally anytime between my assistant and I, I do get back to everyone at this point, which is yeah. huge. Amazing. Amazing. You know, Ke- Kevin, Kev- Kevin told me a great story about your assistant, Amy. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. And, and um, so when her, when her and I were exchanging, I said, Hey, I heard all about you. You know, Kevin told me, she's like, Oh, he told that story. Was fun. <laughs> but, but, but it was, it was just really neat because now she's working for you, right? Now she's part of your team, right? Yeah. And I think yeah. that, that that's really an awesome piece there because it's like you're bringing others along for this ride, right? So, so they move from just being someone you help to someone that's part of your journey, which is awesome. We hire from within the community so because they're already aligned with the core values. See, it's awesome. Yeah, Amy's unbelievable. Huge, oh. huge help. Yeah. Good, good. Well, listen, Al, I appreciate this. Thank you for being here on the Additional Living Podcast. And we will catch up soon, my friend. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Take care. Back we are here on the podcast, and I got to, and I really appreciate Alan for, for taking the time uh, and sharing his knowledge, insights, and, and viewpoints. You know that self improvement journey is such an important one, and I think getting better is something that we all should think about at some point in our lives. You know, 
where we're planted isn't a place where we have to stay. You know, we're all meant to do more and, and constantly evolve. And I believe that when we stop doing that, you know, we put ourselves at risk of not living up to our potential. And, and that's the last thing that we want to do. You know, Alan left us with so much to think about, but if there's just one thing that I take from my conversation with him, it would be this. The self-improvement journey is an ongoing pursuit of getting better, doing more and building on your successes. It takes the, you know, it takes a position that perfection is non-existent and no matter how good your results are, there's always more that can be done. By making that conscious decision to get better through self-improvement, we're enhancing the quality of our lives while helping us reach our full potential. A desire for self-improvement leading us to a better life is one of the best ways we can live audaciously. Hey, listen, if you haven't registered for email notifications of the podcast, please know that you can do so simply by heading over to bestaudaciouslife.com, enter in your email address, and you'll be alerted every time there's new content that comes out. Now, we've reached the end of another episode of the Audacious Living Podcast, and I send my thanks as always to our amazing listeners. You lovers of audaciousness, it's so appreciated, and I love your ongoing support. It's tremendous, and uh, keep it up, and we'll keep doing our part. Until next time, stay safe, be kind, show love to one another, and be audacious. You've been listening to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by Audley Stevenson. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, be audacious.